0: Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Rachel Bayman. We recorded this last week in my home in Portland, Oregon. Get Up in the Cool is brought to you in part by Earful of Fiddle this week. Earful of Fiddle is offering an in-person music and dance camp at beautiful Camp Brethren Heights in Central Michigan on June 19th through the 23rd this year, 2022. During its 14th year, Earful of Fiddle will provide instruction in percussive dance, fiddle, guitar, banjo, cello, and uke, along with evening concerts, jams, and dances. Instructors include Jake Blunt, Laurel Primo, Rachel Reitz, Lindsay McCaw, and hmm, I'm I'm seeing here someone named Cameron DeWitt. Hmm, They sound really interesting. Ruby John, Bruce Bowman, Nick Garris, Tyler Schwartz, and more. To register, visit EarfulofFiddle.com. Get Up In The Cool gets the occasional awesome sponsor like Earful of Fiddle, but I'm able to keep it going every week because it's listener-funded, so shout out to Christian Soloway, Get Up In The Cool's newest supporter on Patreon. Thanks so much, Christian. Anyone else who wants to help fund this podcast, keep it going every week, can sign up at patreon.com slash Cool. link in the show notes. One more thing before we get started, my new old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, is going on an album release tour next month in may in the pacific northwest check tallpoppystringband.com/shows for details and links see you on the road stick around afterwards and i'll tell you how to keep up with rachel bayman but first here's our interview and jam enjoy Rachel Bayman, welcome to Get Up in the Cool.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We don't know what that is, what that tune is.
1: I, I'm really sorry. I'm cool. so bad. Listeners,
0: with, right in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so bad with tune names. I think somebody will know. I'm I don't really bad with tune
0: names, too. Even
1: yeah. with an all-time podcast. I know.
0: <laughs> you're the I have, source. No, I have no excuse. <laughs> uh, I, I've i been wanting to have you on the show for a really long time. I love your music. Oh, I you. love your... Songwriting, which is thanks. the main way that I've seen you out and about in the world uh, musically.
1: Yeah, that's kind of been mainly what I've been doing the past few years.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's such a treat to hear you play Old Time fiddles. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying as well. to remember
1: how to do it. Um, yeah. Luckily, I'm surrounded by it a lot, so it kind of keeps me a little bit in... I'm a little bit up in the cool, even though I'm a little bit out of the cool. Do you know what I mean?
0: Sure. And I'm <laughs> yeah. surrounded
1: by the cool, so I yeah. can keep tabs <laughs> on it. Try to keep up a little bit. It's yeah. Kind of chopped.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious, which came first, songwriting or traditional music?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely traditional music by many, many miles. Like yeah. I started as a fiddle player and really was solely focused on that for most of my musical life because I, I started playing as a kid and um, definitely you know when I started playing music in Nashville I really had the intention of doing it as a fiddle player um, yeah. in a band or in other people's bands and or songwriters or whatever um, but I started writing songs um, in I guess I had I had a duo with Christian Settlemeyer called 10 String Symphony which is still we, we still tour sometimes um, I won't give it away. More on that later. Yeah, okay, but, great. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, it's not it's not a super busy band anymore. But um, we were a fiddle duo, and we needed material, so I kind of started writing um, for that project, I guess, and learning how to craft songs around that. And then I kind of fell in love with songwriting. I think being in Nashville, you're surrounded by, a, you know, a lot of people that love love songs like worship the great song and i kind of just really fell in love with the the craft of it and um wanted to do more of it and then sort of found myself writing things that really felt like my own voice and that's when i started doing my own like project of songs yeah but
0: that wasn't (laughs) the plan
1: no i mean there never was a plan okay (laughs) (laughs) but definitely if you'd asked me at 17 i would have been like i will be a fiddle player
0: when when did you move to nashville
1: um, I moved when I was eighteen,
0: and you were Chicago. Right? I moved from
1: Chicago, yeah. yeah, and I probably started gigging when I was twenty-one yeah. or twenty-two, and um,
0: what were you? What kind of stuff were you playing? You're playing fiddle music, yeah. What kind of fiddle music were you playing? I was
1: very into old time, and I was also very into kind of like progressive bluegrass. So yeah. that was sort of the era of um like Crooked Still and Punch Brothers. And um, so I was kind of into all that, all the things that everyone else in that scene was super into. And I loved the kind of remaking of the old songs and, and that whole kind of thing was very inspiring to me. So I was playing in a lot of, you know, crooked still cover bands essentially like not yeah. not actually but you know what i mean where
0: sure like, you were doing that kind somebody's of like let's play approach. this
1: yeah exactly let's play this whole time tune with like a cool real we'll half well chop
0: a and... chop yeah. on fiddle a halftime <laughs> groove uh, yeah or that something. was like yeah the whole, the whole thing
1: yeah, of Symphony, yeah like, cool. we'll have a time chop <laughs> yeah
0: that's great i was, love like
1: that. my favorite thing ever so yeah. um that was kind of you know
0: do you still weird. do you still want that do you still find yourself being like yeah where did that sound go and
1: no, well, I do employ it sometimes, yeah. but I feel, I really have like started loving playing with drums and it kind of yeah is, you don't really need both. So, sure. I mean, sometimes I do it, but, uh, I feel like I am, you know, always finding new things that are exciting to me. So that feels like a, a time capsule of inspiration a bit, yeah. even though I still absolutely love it, but probably not what i would be going for with my own band anymore
0: yeah i wonder if that's ever going to come back you know like like jeans are getting wider again now yeah yeah yeah. oh i'm
1: sure i'm (laughs) sure i mean i think that because i'm sort of listening to like the john hartford records from the 70s it's like it's the same thing you know what i mean like somebody will be like did you
2: know about this band crooked still and then they'll like (laughs)
0: make
1: their their version of it yeah
0: Who who gave you the idea? Who exposed you to traditional music and to like fiddling? Yeah. And why were you so sure that you wanted to specifically do that? At
1: yeah. So I was kind of it was kind of just the coincidence. I was living in Chicago and my uh, brother was like playing trumpet or something, and I was like, I want to play an instrument. You know, just like typical kid. Older
0: brother. Older brother. How much older?
1: Five years.
0: Five years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my parents were like, well, like you're four years old. So yeah. your options are piano or violin. Like, Was you... he starting
0: with a school band? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was like right.
1: school band, you know, like you're fifth grade. You can play an instrument. Yeah. But I was sort of into it. And they were like, well, there's this violin teacher around the block. He's cheap and. Seems pretty chill, so let's just go there. Cheap and
0: chill. And, and of
1: course, being cheap and chill, he was a fiddle player. Yeah, great. So, like, (laughs) he was this amazing man who I ended up studying from, like, I took lessons from this guy from the age of four through the age of 18. It was, like, somebody that was a true mentor to me. He, like, was from Missouri. He played kind of Midwestern old-time fiddle, and he, you know, could, like, play basic guitar and banjo and stuff. So, once I kind of felt like I was, like okay, we've kind of done all the fiddle that I can teach you and then we'll learn some guitar chords and then we'll learn to sing some songs, you know? Yeah. So he kind of like gave me that whole basis. And um, my parents were like from, they met in New England and they were really into contra dancing. So when I started Aww. playing, yeah, when I started playing <laughs> fiddle tunes, they were like, they got it, you know? yeah, they were like, cool, we like that, that's fun. And um, so, yeah, I think it was just kind of a lucky Lucky coincidence in that way.
0: Did you contra dance as a kid?
1: No, because we didn't really have that in Chicago. That was, like, not really a thing. That's, like, a, you know, Western Massachusetts vibe that they kind of had when they had met. But they had already moved in, to yeah. Chicago. And I played in kind of these, like, folk jams in our town. And um, I guess I maybe played out a square dance at Old Town School once. or mm-hmm. But um, when I was super, you know, when I got super into it, I went to the the Mark O'Connor camp in Nashville, like, when I was 16 or
0: something.
1: Yeah. And that was a pretty pivotal thing, because then I saw, like, you know, wow. Does
0: he teach at that camp?
1: Um, yes.
0: Okay. Still? Yes.
1: I don't think the camp is going anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But at the time, did you, like, get to, like, study with Mark O'Connor? Yes. That seems like a really interesting experience to study with him.
1: Well, just... Say yes.
0: Cool, cool. <laughs> I'm
1: not,
0: I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> let's play another tune. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what should we play next? I have so um, many other things to talk to you about. But
1: let's do since we're like D. Yeah. Sorry. Has that been done too many times? No. Okay, that's my favorite
0: tune. It hasn't been done uh, in a minute. Let's it's absolutely do that. the woodchuck. Do you want
1: me to rename it?
0: Oh, do you have another name that you like to do?
1: Um we'll just be like can't remember the name of this one
0: <laughs> <laughs> everyone uh, yeah I think people will know this one All right. yeah. woodchuck yeah woodchuck we'll yeah, we'll mm-hmm. great So fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I really haven't, I really haven't gotten to hear you fiddle that much. This is, this is great.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I, interestingly, I'm like now just terrified anytime that I have to play the fiddle.
0: Is it, I mean, you're talking about being (laughs) uh, surrounded by the cool, keeping tabs on the cool. Is it because like you're, you are surrounding yourself with like, just like the biggest old time nerds
2: yeah i would
0: imagine that your like perception of like seriousness about fiddling might be like oh uh you you take this is so precious to you okay i'm sure (laughs) that
1: is part of it also like my husband is like so so devoted to the fiddle like it's so next level like i don't because i started on the fiddle and then i was like cool i feel like i want to like check out this other thing about music yeah. and this other thing about music and I feel like he's just been so single-mindedly like on the fiddle for so long and yeah. so it makes me feel so like um, out of practice with it like right. I think it's more it's not like as I'm necessarily comparing myself to all of these amazing fiddle players which there are in Nashville it's sure. more just with my own standards of like being able to play at a certain level and then being like oh I haven't thought I worked on this fiddle thing for a few years but I do do a lot of more like sessiony string type things yeah. you know but then I'm like I really want to be like I think I know too much is the problem I'm sure. like I want to be grooving at this level and I'm just like little rusty you know so it wow. really instills a fear in me when someone's like can you play fiddle too and I'm like ah <laughs> anyway, but I did it for you. I did I, it for you.
0: I, I lo- I'm having a great time <laughs> okay. playing with you right well, now. It's really
1: fun to play with you. You have a great sound. A great <laughs> group.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I think that, uh, f- fiddler attitudes are so, um, I can't think of very many fiddlers that I know that are just like really stoked about their own playing.
1: <laughs> it's such a curse.
0: Or about how many tunes they know. <laughs> or like, you know, that kind of thing. Especially in the, yeah, in the old time community. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a type of humility that often leads to just like being humble at a very high level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well Yeah. I'm glad it seems that
0: way. Yeah?
1: I'm glad you read that way. Read it that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Do you wanna play a song?
1: Oh yes. Sure you sure. you want to
0: sure, borrow sure. a banjo? I've got yeah. two here. Oh, There's my... a ukulele banjo over there. That's <laughs> probably so has a my... that, that one
1: probably doesn't have frets, does it?
0: That one's no frets, yeah. Okay,
1: can I play the one with yeah,
0: absolutely. Um
1: cool. I have know. one um Oh, wait for that. I have one song that I'm that's just on this new record that I'm working that I'm here working on mixing and it's kind of old-timey actually, so I thought. Oh, great. Perfect. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, is this a get up in the cool exclusive? Have I have... actually yeah, it is. <gasps> <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just for the just for the most uh for the Diehards <laughs> All right. That's
0: All right. Get Up in the Cool exclusive. Tell oh, us yes, about this yes, song. This
1: is an exclusive. So, um, yeah, I'm making... Um, I had recorded a new record this past November in Nashville, and I'm out here in Portland where we're recording this Get Up in the Cool because uh, I'm doing the mixing process with um, the great Tucker Martin, who has his studio here. So... Um, this song, I guess the new record is a bit more rootsy than Cycles, but maybe yeah. a bit more rock than Shame. It's kind of right okay, in the yeah. middle, yeah. but it has some moments of more uh, string band vibe. Ba- mainly just this one moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of an old time tune, and uh, it's called Old Songs Never Die. <laughs> Okay It kept slipping off my slippery banjo. You know?
0: Wow, what a special song. And it's like the per- perfect one to do on, on this show.
1: A song about songs. A song about like my songs. Favorite. Yeah. I feel like maybe I should call the new record Song About Songs, but I don't think I will. Even though it would be maybe pretty appropriate.
0: Yeah. Are are the rest of the songs on this record about songs?
1: There's like at least two more ones about songs. Great.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I. it's a great genre. It
1: is a great genre. Yeah. I think, you know, because if you're a musician, you, you get really emotional about songs. You can write a true love song about a song. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Rachel, you're particularly incisive in the way that you write lyrics about money. oh, And I really, really like that. And it made its way into this song. There's this, like, how do you put a price on this kind of thing. And there's this simultaneous that, like, I I feel your respect, and I also feel your resentment and share it.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's so amazing that you bring that up, because that's been going around in my head a lot lately. Yeah. Not... Actually, I didn't really realize that I wrote about it in songs a lot, but I definitely do. Yeah. So obviously, that's coming through.
0: Jokes yeah. on me is
1: right. <laughs> is, is a perfect example of yeah. this,
0: and like from from your most recent album that yes. has that is out, Cycles, because yes. uh, you you sing about like hustling,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and and you talk about it specifically in the intersection of certain wave of of feminism Mm -hmm. you know and you talk about how it's like uh kind of like soul draining and crippling Mm -hmm. and it's um and how you have to like participate to to engage with it i mean the song puts it way better than (laughs) i I I think think about it a lot (laughs) i love that
1: that's what you're i mean you're totally right on to what i was trying to get at but it's cool to not everyone like really listens to or interprets sure. lyrics. So like, it's cool if somebody's like, I feel like you're saying this and I'm like, yes,
0: yeah, so that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah. The way that you're like, that you talk, that you use idioms in a mm-hmm. way that is recontextualizing them. You talk about like in that song, um, jokes on me, like uh, breaking glass ceilings. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have to walk around after you break the glass ceiling, yeah. you know? And it's like, Wow, what a cool way to extend that metaphor! So cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a great songwriter. Thank you. Yeah, well,
1: I've been having this realization. Um, being back on the road, um, I've been kind of like, it's been definitely a feeling of whiplash. Like I was so excited to get out and play and everything, um, but the like situation of touring has really changed financially since I was last on the road. Everything is like so much more expensive. And yeah. um I am constantly on this pendulum swing of like, I, this. literally my brain is like, I don't care how much it costs. I want to have the band there. Like that's the music I want to <laughs> play. Like the art has to be right. Or I don't care how much the record costs. Like the art's yeah. got to be there. And then, you know, I'll go through these panics of like oh god like I made no money on that tour yeah. like I'm so in debt from this record so I'm constantly fighting that own my own battle with that in my head because I have this like uh kind of resentment where I like don't want to care about making money and I actually yeah. don't really care about it except for when I realize that I like can't pay my upcoming bills yeah. and then I panic so yeah. it's like it's not like I'm like and I do get resentful too if I've worked really, really hard for a few months and then I'm like, wait, I made no money on the tour and that's completely my own decision making because I'm sure. going like, Oh, well, I really would like to have this band or oh yeah. I, I really want to do that gig, even though I know that it's not yeah. really gonna you know, so I, I have this desire to create the art that's very separate from the money, and then I kind of crash and realize that Like, so that's been something that I've actually been grappling with a lot. And it's, I think I'm realizing that I have this like problem with, like I was raised to resent money. So it makes sense because my dad's like, uh, you know, very, he's a democratic socialist. He's very um, anti-billionaire class. Like he he sort of raised me to feel that like those with money had done wrong, even though I don't think he feels that way about every single person, but there is sort of this like scorn of money that I was raised with. And I have realized recently how that's kind of affecting my ability to run my career. So that's actually, it's interesting to bring that up because now I'm like, wow, I really need to explore this problem that I
0: have. Yeah. Uh, wow. That I, yeah. I can, I can really r- relate to a lot of that. It's uh, you want to, uh, you want to feel like you're doing what you're doing because it is what you need to do. And then you want to be, you know, released to do it. Yeah. Uh, And to not have to think about the money part. And then um, inevitably you get to a point where you want to enjoy certain kinds of security or pleasure that you need money for. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, Oh my God, uh, I actually do have to interface with this uh, abusive system
1: um yeah or you even feel resentful by the undervaluement of your work and the but it's like oh like i could have probably done a better job of not you know it's like i the system is hard but also it's like the i get so excited about yeah like if i have to choose between the art that i want to make or the money like i'm always going to choose the art and then i'm like oh, why didn't I make any money? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, So that's kind of,
1: this has been, like, a a moment for me. So I'm going to really, I'm really going to try to do better um, with it, mainly because I'm trying to avoid feeling so anxious about it all the time.
0: Right. At some point, I guess, if you're able to, like, find some kind of balance, it will ultimately lead to more music making and more art. Like, more art making. Yeah. With, like... The feelings that you want to put into it. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. there's
1: definitely a, a danger of like crash and burn, right. which I feel like I'm always like hovering yeah. on the edge, and then I'm like, no, it's very exciting. It out. And so, <laughs> I know, and, and I'm like always hustling so many different things as well, which is like fun and exciting for me, but also like a burnout situation. But I'm like, it's just also my personality. So you can just ask George about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that next month.
0: Well, that all sounds, well, it's all very relatable to me and it all sounds very stressful. And there's like a lot of thinking and feeling that you have to do, but I, I really appreciate that you have put that energy that you have back into the art that you want to make in a way that can um, help me feel it.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I'm, you know, I'm so glad that that, you know, makes you feel seen and understood. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people are feeling that pain, you know, across the fields at this particular moment, so.
0: Yeah, I I hope that that turns into some kind of solidarity that um,
1: does something cool. Me too. We'll
0: see. It keeps threatening to happen.
1: I I know. I believe. I believe.
0: Yeah. Let's play a tune. Yes. And then we can talk about... Speaking of which, where people should go to oh,
1: yes. right. buy okay. your
0: albums, give you money for goods and services. <laughs> Value the things that you do. <laughs> um,
1: I have some sea chains actually. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So maybe. Have you been doing a lot of fair are, you, are,
0: We could do that. That would be great. Yeah. What I like that song too. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: We're getting in the groove. It's our first time ever playing it. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. This is great. Ho- hopefully not the last. There will be more. Definitely not the last. Yeah. Definitely. Well, before we do our last tune, where do people go to keep up to date, to, to, to hear when the new album comes out and how yeah. they can pre-order it and share around stuff? and.
1: So, uh, my website is rachelbayman.com so B-A-I-M-A-N is my last name and um, I post often like most frequently post on Instagram at Rachel Bayman and I have a newsletter which I'm pretty good about sending so that would be a good place to find out the new album you can sign up for that on my website rachelbayman.com. And thank you, Cameron, for having me on yeah. your cool oh, I didn't even that wasn't even a pun. <laughs> on your cool show about being cool. And I'm a huge fan of the tall poppy string band. So if y'all haven't oh, like
0: you.
1: <laughs> if you don't know about that yet, I'm just gonna put in a plug. Yeah. Great things happening there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah.
0: Shout out to Hot George. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I found out like recently that he had that nickname around Nashville. <laughs> Interesting. It's
0: somehow it avoided getting it. To, Nobody's it to told a me. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is,
1: I'm not. I'm like pretty excited about that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if somebody was going to think I was like mad about that.
0: Yeah, why, would, why you? would you be mad at yeah. it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe they just didn't know. Who, they didn't want me to know who originated
0: it. Yeah. Wait, do we know who originated
1: it? No. Or oh, off? maybe we do, but I won't say it.
0: On okay. It. I'll
1: tell you later. Okay.
0: Is it is it Ellie Hawkinson? <laughs> yeah, it's Ellie Hawkinson. <laughs> yes, it We're is. We're just going to say it. That's on record. <laughs> it's Ellie Hawkinson. <laughs> She's on the show. She's the friend. Okay.
2: <laughs> so funny. On the record forever. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Well... She was only saying what was what we were all thinking.
1: You know what? I love that.
0: What do you want to play for the last tune?
1: Okay, tune, tune, tune. Um, should we play that one that I started playing? It's just a sleepy little outro music. Yeah.
0: Check out Rachel Bayman's website at rachelbayman.com to see her tour schedule, buy her albums, and support her Patreon. While you're there, make sure to sign up for her newsletter. Between that and her Instagram, you'll get all the Rachel Bayman news you need. Speaking of which, she has a new single out today. With Chris Drever called Hard Times in Babylon. There's a music video. And if you stay to the end of this episode's credits, you can hear that track without even leaving your podcast app. So stick around. You can find links to everything mentioned in this outro in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. Thanks again to Earful of Fiddle Music and Dance Camp for sponsoring this episode. Sign up for their camp this June in Michigan at earfuloffiddle.com. You can support Get Up In The Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash Cool. Order a mask, t-shirt, sticker, bag, or phone case at Get Up In The Cool's merch store. Visit Pitchfork Banjo for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside The Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up In The Cool. Make sure to visit tallpoppystringband.com slash shows because we're going on tour in May. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.
2: a candle in your name Long past midnight, memory Yeah